So start off by telling me, are you really fine? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of No Really, I'm Fine. This week it's a special episode as we have our very first collaborative episode. Gemma is speaking to Yvette Caster and Ellen Scott from the Mentally Yours podcast. There's a special reason why she's speaking to them and you'll find out in this episode. So I'm going to stop talking and you get to listen to Gemma, Yvette and Ellen. So uh, this is our first sort of collaboration. I don't know if you guys have done one before, but um, I'll very much take your lead on how these these episodes work. Um, you know, we're, we're two mental health podcasts um, striving to to reach the same listeners and, you know, help help people and and ultimately, you know, put an end to the stigma that's surrounding mental illnesses, unfortunately. But Yvette, do you want to just start off by telling me how your podcast came about, Mentally Ill, yours, yours and Ellen's? Yeah, so basically, um, Ellen and I both wanted to help people who had mental health issues feel less alone. Because um, it was a few years ago that we set up the podcast. Um, and at, at that time, there wasn't much out there really... Um, certainly not in terms of podcasts, but not even really that much in terms of media. So we just thought, um, you know, especially when you're first diagnosed, that can be quite a lonely time because I remember it was like that for me. Um, So that was the the main thinking behind it. And also the thinking was that we specifically wanted to talk to people with experience of mental health issues because there's a lot out there sort of by experts, which is great, but we particularly wanted to hear from the people who had lived experience. And also we both have mental illness, which I thought was quite, that was important to us because like Mm. part of the reason we wanted to start it as well is that we both have our own experience of mental illness and it's, at least it was, it was rare to have kind of media led by people with direct experience. So much of it, like Yvette was saying, is from experts and professionals. Yeah, and often as journalists, we're we're often seen as writing about, about other people having these experiences. So it is... It is quite rare, isn't it, when when journalists actually say, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm affected too. Exactly. How did your podcast start? Also, yeah, I think that this is our first collab as well, so oh, we can it? go back and forth. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, but how did great. you start? Yeah. So um, similar to you guys, really. Um, mine started after I published a story about my own. Um, mental illness experiences um, of trying to take my own life and and um, suffering with, with anxiety and, and regular panic attacks, which you can imagine in a newsroom doesn't really go hand to hand. Um, but yeah, I, after I did that story, um, I was quite overwhelmed with with support. And um, our company does a lot of podcasts already, and and we were just quite surprised why we hadn't done one sooner. So I sort of approached the subject with with my colleague Kate. And, and yeah, it just just went off from there, really. Were you nervous to write and talk so publicly about suicide? Because I think that's one area of mental illness that's definitely still taboo and people get scared of that. Yeah, it, it's weird. I almost felt better writing it than I do speaking about it. So, for instance, we on our podcast um, on No Really I'm Fine, we haven't talked about our own stories yet. Um, we're still fairly new, whereas I know you guys, you've been running since 2017, haven't you? So, um, yeah, we're still trying to find our feet in terms of being comfortable by, by talking about it. But it's, it's weird because I find it easier writing about it than I do talking about it. I don't know if you guys feel the same. 
or if I mean, it's the exactly. way around <laughs> it's so much easier writing and just pretending like okay no one's going to see this and then it can go on the internet and I can forget about it yeah I found that too definitely but also you know you get the editing process when you're writing you know you can write down lots of stuff and then you can sort of refine it or change things and just you know word things better whereas yeah I think things can be a bit more complicated can't they when you're talking sometimes yeah and how how have you guys found it then in terms of that your podcast progressing has it changed much since when you first started and because I've listened yeah, to a changed few from the series but not all the way back to 2017 it's changed quite a lot we were yeah. reminded of that the other week yeah it, to be honest when we first started another thing we were hoping to do was kind of keep things quite like heart light-hearted and sort of make not exactly make a joke of it but kind of try and poke fun at things when we could not when it was tasteless but you know basically not trying not to make everything you know so serious all the time um, and we had little sort of things in the show that we we did every week when we started off, which was stupid brat, stupid crap my brain says at 3 a.m. or something yes. like that. Um, so just, you know, like those nights when you're sort of having, you've, well, you've had a bad sort of mental health night and you're sort of, you've got sort of intrusive thoughts. So we were talking about that sort of thing. But we, I think we just couldn't sustain that in the no, long run. because we ran out after yeah. a while. Like our brains are quite repetitive. Like they're just <laughs> saying over again, like, your shit yeah <laughs> so we ran out of the and also we had um things that pissed us off this week yeah now I think that was a shame we stopped that because I reckon we could have carried on with things that pissed us off you know definitely could have but I wondered I was worried I think that we would go off topic yeah and just not even be about mental health anymore just be about like the finale of this tv show was dumb yeah <laughs> just ranting about that so it's mm. changed quite a bit in the loss of those two things mm. we were you ever scared to do that in case you said you know works pissed me off this week <laughs> oh god thankfully not <laughs> because um I'm still a weird workaholic who finds work help helpful for mental health luckily but I don't oh, I'm the same event. yeah yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> no I mean no I don't I don't think so but yeah. I think we would have been a sort of bit wary to sort of say anything like that but yeah, yeah. Not that I want to get you guys into trouble, but I've, I've <laughs> just get us at all. It's fine. <laughs> but um, I've sometimes felt like that, and then you're like, "Oh no, better bite my tongue." <laughs> just on, oh, depends God. on what it is. Yeah, like, I regularly say like quite personal stuff, and then I'm like, "Oh, shouldn't have said that." Like I've spoken about my boyfriend before, and realised like, "Oh, I haven't actually checked that with him that he's even okay existing on this podcast." Mm. I assume he is. He hasn't said anything. And then, because Ellen and I both did sort of individual episodes where we were each talking about our own mental health issues. And, like, that was quite therapeutic. But at the same time, I think a lot of the stuff that I said on my one, I haven't said to lots of my friends. And, I mean, my family know about most of this stuff. But even them, I don't think a lot, because I've got bipolar disorder, I don't think they necessarily knew the things that that were going in my head when I had mania. Because, you know, they were dealing with me when I had it. But I didn't then afterwards go, oh, by the way, so I had, <laughs> well, I thought I had magical powers, you know. I mean, yeah, as far as they, they could see, I was just sort of unwell. So, um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> Yours, I think, hasn't gone, like you said, you haven't gone personal yet. Do you think that's something that you are going to try out and venture towards? Yeah, I mean, we've only, because we only launched in May. And we decided to launch on Mental Health Awareness Week and decided to do five episodes every day. Um, sorry, five episodes that week every day, which was a total <laughs> nightmare, if I'm being honest. And, you know, it was very stressful. Um, but because we were so focused of getting series one, you know, the best the best way it could be and presenting, you know, listeners with a lot of people with a lot who have a lot of different 
experiences of mental illnesses in terms of depression, PTSD, anxiety, bipolar. Um, yeah, I think we just sort of kind of forgot <laughs> about ourselves. Although we had mentioned it, we'd never really gone into too much detail. And and my, my co-host, Michael, he he's still not quite ready to tell his own story yet because, like you were saying before, a lot of his... A lot of his friends, some of his friends don't know or and some of his family don't know. So he's still quite preparing himself to, to do that story. Whereas I'm quite vocal about it, but on paper, not on on talking form. <laughs> I saw mm. that one episode you got your producer involved in telling his story. Mm-hmm. So we obviously now need to do that with Sam. He's... <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> the look of dread on his face. <laughs> so we, haven't, we haven't tried that yet, but it sounds fun. Uh, I don't think he'll do that. <laughs> um, one thing I really love about your podcast is the way that you start it off every time um, with asking, you know, how are you really? Mm. Um, sh- should we do that? Because we haven't done that. Well, Or should you do that? Actually, Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, no. So you lead. Um, You're the expert. Ellen, how, how are you feeling today? Are you really fine? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I was bad yesterday. Yesterday I was having like bad depression day. Today, fine. I have a constant like sniffle that hasn't gone away for a month, which I think is a sign of stress. But beyond that, I'm pretty good. No aches and pains. Also, I had a massage and my lower back and neck no longer hurt. So, Oh, that's, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I sometimes find that, yeah, mental and physical health can be intertwined like that. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And what about yourself? You, are, you, are you feeling really fine today? Or I mean, it's quite late in the day now, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm feeling uh, fairly smug because I've come back. Because as well as the mental health stuff, I do some travel stuff. So, yeah, I'm in a ridiculously good mood, I'm afraid. I, well, I say I'm afraid. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> wrong Sorry, with that I'm actually in a really good mood. <laughs> yeah, because um, I've been away in the Maldives. So that's been great. Um but before then, I was sort of going through a bit of a dip. So having the sun has actually been really, really helpful, to be honest. So, yeah. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, it really does. And also the sea as well. I just love the sea and swimming and everything. So, yeah, that's been really good. Do you guys find that you always need something to look forward to? Like, to sort of yes. get yourself through that bad patch? 100% for me. Yeah, I think it de- it definitely helps to make plans like that. But the problem is I tend to find when I'm getting into depression that that's when I then forget to make the plans. Mm. Um, and it then helps to, to have people to sort of prompt me into sort of doing things. Do a little nudge. Yeah, definitely. But Gemma, how are you? Are you really fine? I'm okay, yes. Um, I had my hair done this morning, ready for ready for the awards which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, but yeah, I am, I'm feeling okay. Um, I'm quite tired, but like I say, when you get your hair done, you're sort of on a high for a couple of days, aren't you? Until you're like, <laughs> Did you get it cut or coloured? So I got it cut quite short. So I've gone for quite like a chin length bob um, um, and it's blonde. So yes, feel feel quite nice. Very nice. I'm, oh. one of the, I'm one of those people I don't really care when I get all my hair cut. <laughs> So it doesn't faze me. You're braver than I am. I get very upset if they cut a lot of my hair off. Does your hair, did, does your head feel like really like a lot lighter? Because I, I tend to find that when you get it cut much shorter and then for a little while you're just like, oh, it's really light. Yeah, it does. And I keep going to like touch the back of my hair and then I'm like, oh, there's a big gap. It's gone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, you go to brush it and then you yes. sort of, you keep brushing and it's like, it's not there. But anyway, yeah. We should talk about the Mind Media Awards. We should. Now that you've mentioned it. 
Um, just to explain to our listeners, the reason we're doing this kind of collab podcast is one, because we like the podcast, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. but also we're both up for the same award at the Mind Media Awards, which are happening on the 13th of November. 13th of November. Yeah. And we're both up for um, the podcast award, obviously. Yeah. So actually, we, so you'd think we'd be rivals already, wouldn't we? Yeah. You'd think we'd be sort of like sworn, sworn enemies. It's it's nice to just be recognised though, isn't it? Is this the first time you guys have, have been up for a My Media Award? We were shortlisted last year, which was the first time they introduced the podcast category, which yeah. was really cool. And before that, the site that we worked for, uh, or I still work for, Metro.co.uk was uh, shortlisted as well. So we've been shortlisted twice, possibly will win this year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going <laughs> to win. We've already had this conversation. We'll, we'll, see. we'll know by next week. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it must be super exciting because you guys are still relatively new as well. Yeah. And we're we're actually, we've been nominated for an O2 Media Award um, for the Northwest for, for tomorrow oh, as oh, well. Great. So, so it's um, it's really exciting um, to just be recognised, really. I'm, I'm made up. Um, mm, but like, like congratulations. you say. Thank you. The awards are really fun as well, I have to say. Last time when we went, it's just everyone there is a mental health person so they're all so lovely and welcoming and kind and supportive yeah you don't have to do that pretend clap like how the Oscars do you it's all like yay exactly (laughs) so how do you come up with sort of your ideas for the different episodes I really enjoyed your last one chatting about um, mental health and film because I could talk all day about that but yeah you had a brilliant guy on Um, do you have like a set sort of plan for the things you want to cover how do you go about it well we try to um but um, that episode this week actually came about because I watched the Joker film because um, I, I I was a bit ha- apprehensive at first because I heard all these stories and people saying, oh, it's a bad film because it, you know, promotes violence, it glorifies violence and, and it gives a bad rep to mental health. Um, so I went to go and see it with my boyfriend, who's a massive Batman fan, um, and he, he loved it. And I thought it was good and it was a good film, but I felt really uncomfortable afterwards and I was thinking we should definitely do an episode on this um and I got chatting to Chris who's a review reviewer at the at the mirror um and it just so happened that that Matt really wanted to do this episode as well because he'd seen the film and yeah we so we just we just let Matt Matt do it because we were wanting to bring him in more because I don't know if you guys have found the same um situations but often or not sometimes me and Michael are on holiday at the same time and when you have an episode that you haven't planned there's no one there to do it so we're keen to 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 bring that in not that I'm trying to give Sam work by the way um but we're keen to sort of bring bring that aspect and just get, get like a collective involvement really but to answer your question sorry yeah we sort of um we just tend to plan not last minute but as as the week we have a vague idea and you guys must know often with guests, you know, they can cancel last minute. So we always have a, a plan B in the bag. Um, but we do try and stick to different themes each week to just keep it fresh, really. But what about you guys? You sound very organised compared yeah. to us. I think we tend to book in guests who we think sound interesting. 
and then just kind of see what happens. It's always very chill. Yeah, I mean, when we started off, we sort of had a, almost like a list mm. of conditions we wanted to get through. It was sort of like we want to talk to someone about having panic attacks. We want to talk to someone about having schizophrenia. We wanted to talk to someone, you know, we wanted people from different backgrounds. We wanted to make sure we got men and women and all this sort of stuff. And then when, we, when we'd sort of gone through... I, I don't think I don't know that we've covered everything. We've covered we've covered a lot of stuff. We covered the main list, definitely. Yeah. We've covered the main like the main mental illnesses. Yeah. So and when then, we'd covered them, we were lucky enough to be able to talk to some celebrities, and then it was sort of I think we just got a bit more known, and we had sort of people who had books coming out who also then wanted to chat to us. So it was it was kind of easier because people were coming to us more rather than us always having to search out the people good. we wanted to talk to. Yeah. What, for you guys, what are the sort of topics that you've personally defined with the most? Because I've done episodes where I've really defined with like guests and it's actually helped me. So have you guys oh, felt the same? For sure. Like any time that we talk to someone about OCD, I will feel quite like weepy afterwards because a lot of what they're saying just resonates. Um, I don't know if that's the same for a vet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we the ones we had on talking about bipolar disorder, um, I don't know that it actually upsets me, to be honest. I think it's more like it's kind of my club like, in a way. <laughs> and like sometimes I'll say sort of little things that I wouldn't even even thought would be kind of like part of my bipolar disorder, but it will actually, I'll actually then be like, oh, yeah, maybe that's a part of it or that, you know, could be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, that's that side of it, I think, is quite nice and actually does make me feel better and actually makes me feel better about the idea behind the podcast mm. as a whole in that hopefully somebody else who has bipolar disorder might be listening to it and thinking oh actually yeah you know it's not just me going through these these things or actually it's fine and then the other side of things um for me that's sort of resonated it has been um talking about things like suicide which was years ago I sort of basically I tried to kill myself and um, more recently, we talked to um, the mother of um, a guy who had killed himself and to sort of basically hear how that had affected her life. Um, that was quite important to me, I think, because, you know, when, when you're depressed, it sort of lies and it sort of makes you think that actually people will be better off without you. But to sort of be talking to her and sort of hear how, you know, the struggles that she'd been through was really kind of important to me. So, yeah, we've I've had some sort of quite moving conversations like that or just ones that have really made me think I think I think also like speaking to the people who have completely different experiences has been so fascinating for me personally and I think for a vet as well because I think both of us think of ourselves as like we're pretty well informed about mental health like we know what we're talking about but then to hear someone whose experience is so radically different to ours just kind of opens everything up it's so interesting and it challenges our own kind of expectations and beliefs like we had someone who works in a mental health unit and I think both of us kind of had this picture in our mind of what that looks like and we kind of had that challenge which was really helpful and really powerful mm. it's sort of you know breaking down the stereotype in a way isn't it exactly what about you what have you learned so far from your podcasting experiences um so on on the one side what I've learned as well is to try and take a break after I've done an episode because I do this as well as <clears throat> um, I'm also a live news reporter for Cheshire Live so I sort of have two jobs and it's it, it can be 
so for instance, you bet it was quite interesting when you were talking about um doing an episode on 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 suicide. For me, um they can be quite triggerful. Um and sometimes they can be too much. So I have to sort of know whether I'm gonna be able to do it that day because I'm feeling low or, or things like that. Um, so on the negative side, I've found afterwards an episode, it can be really draining and I sometimes just need to have a break. But then on the one side, I've been, you know, really defined, really, really resonating with, with guest stories. And, you know, we, we've messaged each other later on and become friends and stuff. So it, it's nice. It's, I think it just depends on the person, the topic and how you're feeling that day. I think you're right about having the time afterwards. That's definitely something we learned. Because I think in the first year of us doing it, I was definitely kind of doing it too late in the evening, getting home, going straight to bed, and then just feeling not great about what we had maybe discussed. Because obviously it does get quite heavy. But yeah, it makes a huge difference just decompressing afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like sometimes, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, that you're almost helping like the guests in a way, like... And, and not like because we say we're not counselors or experts but I suppose it's just given that platform to allow people to just talk about how they're feeling yeah definitely I've, I've felt like that a lot a lot of the time well yeah definitely and that yeah and then the idea of de- decompressing after that I think that's still something that I'm working on really I actually feel like that's something that I should maybe go on a, a course on because yeah a lot of the time because I really try and be a really sort of active listener and really respect them and you know really connect with guests or really try to um but sometimes I feel like that yeah that can be quite draining and then afterwards yeah I'm you know yeah I can just sort of go and listen to music or something but I'm and that helps me a bit but I'm not sure if there's something else I could be doing we should get together like all the mental health podcasts and just work out what people do and like mm. the more experienced people can give us advice as well because yeah. I think this is something that you know we haven't figured out and we're trying to figure out on our own um because like Yvette is saying it is it's genuinely it's tough work emotionally mm. talking to people about you know some of the darkest times in their life mm. and how to deal with that isn't something that's like been made into a course or anything yet mm. well I thought maybe about going on a Samaritans course with me or at least yeah. talking to Samaritans because they're obviously trained in listening to people who are going through really tough times and then then how do their volunteers then you know um basically get on with their own lives yeah. so a big question now for you guys what do you think of the state of mental health in the UK that is a big one if it can go first because she's having a oh my god yeah what i've got down that's like yes controversial serious no (laughs) i mean it breaks my heart really i mean ella was talking earlier about the um the guy we had in from mental health unit and it you know he's right there sort of dealing with it and you know he's he was really the best place to tell us about that and what he said was that what he was finding is just that sort of the um the services now out in the community of community have been cut back and back so that what happens is um you only see people when they're at crisis points um so that's the what that's the worst sort of possible situation what you want is sort of early intervention out in the community but like i said those services have been cut back um on top of that you know there's really long waiting times if you want to get counseling then when you on the nhs then when you do get counseling on the nhs it's something like a course of three or they might offer you counselling via computer, which might be very helpful for some people. But I think it's 
that that wouldn't be for me personally I'd want a connection with a human being um and the idea that you could have counseling the three things of counseling and that suddenly fixed you I think is ludicrous and I don't think any medical professional would really agree with that but that's what's being given out um yeah so I think it's not good is <laughs> is how I would sum it up but Ellen's got sort of is probably the best person to talk about it she wrote a whole series about this for Metro um called but getting better so I'll just do you want to talk a bit about so that so with getting better yeah the state of that was basically things are not good but on a more positive note, I would say that in the last few years, the kind of social perception around mental health and mental illness has completely changed. Like when I did Getting Better, which was in 2017, people, I was terrified. Like people weren't talking about depression or OCD or anxiety in, in any way the same level that they are now. And you can see like celebrities, royals, everyone is now actually using these terms correctly and properly and without shame and that's really powerful and also if you look at um gen z like teens are smart <laughs> like they're really very intelligent and they're really tuned into issues on environment and everything but with mental illness especially they know what they're talking about and they're improving the conversation and taking it even further so even though politically yes appalling terrible there's not enough funding it is a completely dire thing i am kind of hopeful about the future and pleased with how much things have changed in the last three years or so i agree <laughs> i agree with <laughs> the, statement. The, only, well, the other thing i would say as well in terms of getting help for, for, i can only speak on my personal experience i just find sometimes when you go to the doctors it's so easy for them to throw antidepressants at you as a way of getting better and I'm not not knocking antidepressants because I'm on them now and you know they work for for some people they don't work for others but I just feel like sometimes that's the only solution that's on the table otherwise you have to wait six months to see a person to talk about about Mm, things absolutely or you go private but then that's terrible because then it makes it into a socialist you doesn't it you know you have a class of people that can afford to get counseling or a big long series of treatment and then you have basically everyone else who as you say it's that's it's pills and it is absurdly expensive like mm. i was actually yeah. looking at especially in london i don't know if it's different up north but oh no it's it's, it's, it's still really expensive, expensive. <laughs> great um but yeah it's just it's not affordable for anyone who has a serious mental health issue and needs that regular support it's mm. not achievable yeah especially if you're stressing about money all the time and then you're like oh the only way i can get better is to spend more money it's, it's not ideal exactly is it? so moving on then what why do you think we need these awards these type of you know mental health awards hmm. i think for recognition of what we're doing and to show everyone that kind of media and creative work about mental health is important yeah, I mean, let's. I mean, the media gets a lot of stick, doesn't it? Yes. Generally, <laughs> generally, the media is sort of like treated like you know lower than estate agents or like basically who does everyone hate? It's the media. It's always the media's doing this or that. Um, so it's nice to have an award ceremony where the media is sort of recognised as actually maybe doing something positive. And yeah, there's. I mean, they're just kind of like a, a joyful gathering of people who I think are all united in sort of the aim of, of trying to improve things a bit, really, and sort of you know raise awareness and. Um, yeah, we all have this one thing in common. I think it's really lovely, actually, that we all have that. Um, I think they're quite special, really. Also, you get to like learn about a lot of things that you 
didn't know of before. Like last year, there were loads of TV shows that I hadn't, ev- I didn't even know were happening. And then immediately afterwards, I was like, oh, okay, I'm watching that or I'm listening to that. Yeah. Because it's difficult to promote work about mental health a lot of times. So mm. that's a big help. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to sort of go down, down south as well. Because up north, I feel like I don't hear a lot, a lot that's going on down there. Whereas I do up here, if you know what I mean. Yeah, come down to London more often. Just come hang out with us. <laughs> it's weird how London-centric a lot of more general media is. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's nice to have an, a reason to come down and actually talk with people about doing the same kind of thing that you're doing. I feel like we we've, we've covered a lot here, guys. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm pretty. Yvette, do you have any other questions? Um, I think I'd probably quite like to know like wh- where you'd like to take your podcast next, like, mm. and who would be your dream guest. Oh, um. you don't have to say us. <laughs> Just. Well, they've had they've had us. So it's <laughs> like my dream has come true. Now. <laughs> I would love Stephen Fry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, everyone wants Stephen Fry. Yeah, and I, I I hate saying that because of you know it doesn't it shouldn't matter who you talk to in terms of you know mental health and mental illness but I just he is someone that I've always looked up to in terms of being quite vocal about about the issue so that's the reason and I just think he's brilliant and I could listen to his voice all day <laughs> what about you guys his voice is great I think also now you've said that I want Stephen Fry as well he can I've always me. I've always wanted Stephen yeah, Fry he's changed so, yeah. the conversation he's such a I think if he hadn't done what he'd done we wouldn't be doing mm. what we're doing are we gonna have honestly. a battle for Fry Battle for Fry at the yes. Awards. Who can get him first? <laughs> you can just see it. We see him at the Mind Media Awards and each of us just grab him. an arm. We're just pulling him either way. Yeah. A Fern Cotton's another one of mine as well. Oh, yeah, I love Fern. Yeah, we haven't had Fern yet either. No, we haven't. No. It's starting to get competitive. You know who I really want to get? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've told you this before. I really want to get Mariah Carey because she's came out as having bipolar disorder. Yes. There's pretty much no chance of that happening. It's but... possible. She was in a Walker's advert, you know? She crisps mental health podcast same same thing aim 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 high yeah exactly dream big dream big (laughs) for 2020 get mariah carey in exactly that yeah that would be that would be excellent yeah i think just the fact that you guys could relate like the fact that you could connect over something and she's mariah carey yeah (laughs) that's amazing yeah it's very cool just like oh sing us a song for us at the end Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you see, now you're, you're just coming up with all of it. It would be such a great episode. If only, Christmas if only special. I can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would be great. That would be so good. Right, guys. Well, okay. I think that, that that's it. Unless you yeah. think we haven't covered anything. But I'm, I'm quite happy. And um, yeah, I just want to uh, say. No, I'm very happy. I'm happy. Yeah, thanks we'll, so much for chatting. We'll see you at the awards then. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Good luck. And, uh, Thank I'll, you. I'll good luck. And, and good luck good at luck your other you. awards. Yeah, definitely. You'll recognise us. I'm the one with purple hair. I'm the one with blonde hair. Okay, and I'll be the one with the blonde short bob. Yes, we'll know immediately (laughs) from the fresh cut. Okay, thank you. We all have mental health and it's just as important as physical health. No Really, I'm Fine shares real stories and experiences but we aren't experts and this podcast is not an alternative to getting official medical advice. If your mental or emotional state quickly dips or you're worried about someone you know, help and support is out there. Talk to your GP or call the Samaritans 
on 0800 58 58 58. For advice on how to help a friend or loved one, visit rethink.org. Thanks for checking out the show. I hope you join us on the journey as we explore mental health. You can follow us on Twitter at I'm Fine Podcast underscore. Where we'll have loads more information and some sneak peeks for future episodes.